Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a nostalgia podcast where we revisit all the things that made the 90s and noughties brilliant. From kids TV shows to niche movies, toys, games and everything in between. My name is Matt Bentley-Viney and I am joined this evening by my co-host... Gemma Bentley-Viney. And we are here to discuss two TV programmes today. One of them is... I say this every week, but a classic. I don't think either of these are classics. Well, one of them definitely is. I would say pleasantly surprising about both of them. Yes. Actually. And here's a fun little bit of trivia for you all. Both TV shows link in some way to our jobs or previous jobs. Yeah, which we didn't intend to do no. until we both watched them. And we were like, oh, look at that. Look at that. But what have you been up to so far this week, Matt? Uh, nothing exciting, just working, really. That's probably the main reason why this podcast has had a bit of a, a longer extended break than it normally would. But um, yeah, it's good though for January, you know, usually for a freelancer, it's notoriously quiet and scary. And the first half was a little bit like that, but recently been very busy. So yeah, it's been fun. How about you? What have you been up to? I have been back at work, had a lot of work socialising. So I've been feeling a bit ropey a few times. (laughs) That's Uh, the understatement (laughs) of the year. Um, But you know... It's a good job I'm not doing dry January. But no, it's been very, very good. Got an exciting week ahead, though. We're going to go see School of Rock. Oh, you were, well, I, Matt was meant we. to be going. <laughs> Matt was meant to be going, but you can't now because of work. Um, I'm going to be seeing School of Rock, the musical, which I'm really excited about. I've heard amazing things. And then we've got a little weekend break in Kent, and Meg is coming too. Oh, I'll be at her first proper holiday. She went back to Bournemouth, obviously. Yeah, I know, but that was like seeing family. That's not a holiday, is it? It's not a hotel. No, exactly. So we'll see how she gets on. Yes. Because we confess that she does sleep on our bed. So she can't do that at the hotel. What's she going to be like in a hotel bed? She would love it, actually. There'd be so much room. Is she allowed on the hotel bed? But if she wakes us up in the morning on a huge bed like that and she still sleeps on on our heads, basically, on the pillow, that'll be a joke. Yeah, when she's got that much room and that she's like, actually, I think I'm going to lie right here, right by your head. And if on holiday she decides to wake us up at eight o'clock like she normally does, I will be very annoyed. The thing is, I think people are listening to this and being like, 8 a.m. is not early. But for us, it is, right? <laughs> I purposely changed my shifts because... You're I... not a morning person. No. We were debating whether to do this podcast this evening because it's now 5 to 11 or tomorrow morning. And Gemma said straight away, oh, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I'm not doing it in the morning. And I, and I don't start work till 12 tomorrow. So Are we you, could you technically ha- do it in the morning. Well, you've been known to have 11 hours sleep on a Monday night. Yeah, work. I think all my colleagues know that about me now, where I turn up at work. Because I'm like, oh, have you had a nice morning? And I'm like, I've got 45 minutes ago. You know, you? that's not healthy, 11 hours. That's that's like a, a lot. No, but I sort of think, you're going to get nine hours a night, and I probably don't. No, eight don't. hours a night. Eight to nine. And actually, I think it's between <laughs> seven and eight. I think you're rounding this up. Okay, you're going to be getting eight hours a night. But then, obviously, I don't get that every night. So I feel like... You these... get it most nights, I'd no, say. I, not every night. Because if you were in bed by midnight... And you don't have to get up too late. Yeah, but I don't sleep solidly for that whole time. I'll have to be a bit restless, need a wee at the night. So 
Um, and, and also, when Gemma said earlier about being a bit ropey, that also means that my sleep goes a bit ropey. Because in the middle of the night, she'll be like, oh, you get me some water. I feel hot. <laughs> I don't feel well. And I'm like, oh, when I'm hungover or really drunk, I don't get this treatment. I get, oh, well, you brought it on yourself. I think I'm allergic to alcohol, oh, guys. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I think I'm intolerant. And the only other, while we're on the subject of um, Gemma's sleep. Are we going to talk about my two o'clock alarm? Yes, I am. Oh, my two o'clock alarm. I stand by it. I miss it. I miss it, actually. I think we should reconsider. So Gemma had this format where every evening she would set an alarm for two in the morning. And the funny thing is, for a long time, I had no idea. I just kept saying, <laughs> oh, it's really weird how we keep waking up at two o'clock in the morning, like on the dot. It's very odd, isn't it? And you must have been like, <laughs> no, actually, that's when I told you. So I assumed you'd know because it was an alarm, like an alarm would go off and I would turn off because basically, you know, I need to give context because you're you're not selling it. You're not selling the concept. Oh, it's nothing so, to sell. No, there, there is, is right? nothing to sell. So, you know, that like feeling when you wake up and you check your like phone or your alarm, or your clock or whatever, and you realize it's not even that late and you've still got hours left. And you're yeah. like, I've got hours left to sleep, but I've already been to sleep. This is amazing. And I hadn't had that in ages. So I thought I can just create that for myself. Why wait for that to happen when I could make that happen? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to set a two o'clock alarm. And um, I assumed you knew because it, an alarm did go off and then I'd turn it off. And then it wasn't until you actually said to me, Oh, isn't it weird? I always wake up and I'm two-ish. Well, that's just, what it, I did say to you. Well, it's my two o'clock alarm. Well, it's just a bit sad, isn't it? Because I used to track my sleep. And then it'd be like, you're having a lovely deep sleep. And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's light REM now. Oh, great. Perfect. So, yeah, thanks for that. And I actually have been waking up middle of the night recently. I don't get, I don't get the feeling anymore. I'm not like, oh, great. I'm like, oh, I'm annoyed. I'm up. I'm, no, I'm tired. That's the life of a freelancer. Oh, well, maybe. Isn't it? That is the life of a freelancer. You can just, you get up when you want, honey. But let's move on to today's episode. So Gemma suggested this show. I'd, honestly, I don't even know how to spell it. And I, I, when I Googled it, I, I struggled to find it. But it's a really big TV show. Um, would you like to tell us what it is? It is Moppetop's Shop. Moppetop Shop is a British-American children's TV series that premiered on CITV in the UK on the 5th of January 1999. 260 10-minute episodes were made and aired daily. It was a co-production between Jim Henson Productions and Carlton Television. The show was produced and written by Jocelyn Stevenson, who started working with the Muppets as a lead writer on Fraggle Rock. Stevenson explained... The aim of Moppetop Shop is to teach young children to embrace language and communication skills in a form where they can expand the boundaries of their imagination. It promotes goodness and well-being. The show features a large green dragon-like Muppet named Moppetop and his red and yellow duck-dog hybrid assistant. Together they run Moppetop Shop, where you can buy anything you could ever think or dream of. They interact with a bunch of children and characters. Each episode features background puppets from Bear in the Big Blue House, the Muppet Show, Fraggle Rock, Little Muppet Monsters, A Muppet Family Christmas, The Jim Henson Hour, Dog City, Jim Henson's Animal Show, The Secret Life of Toys, Muppets Tonight, and Little Known Sesame Street. 
It ran from the 5th of January 1999 until 25th of April 2005. There were four seasons and 260 episodes. Why were we watching this? So... I honestly, I recognise the theme tune loads, but I don't recall ever watching it. And I probably would have done because I would have been eight when this came out. Yeah, I was six. And I'm the target audience. So I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot this show existed. And then it just all of a sudden came to me a couple of weeks ago. And I instantly remembered, oh yeah, I used to watch Muppet Top Shop. Yeah, I remember it. I remember the characters. And I remember the kind of background of the shop. I didn't remember the stories at all. I couldn't tell you one episode. And judging, because from my perspective, it is incredibly ugly. It's not something I would look at and think, you know what, that'll be a good show. It's really everything I don't like kind of about 90s TV. It's very kind of garish, bright colours, very clashing, very kind of, I mean, it's. I, I'm going to say childish, which, you know, you're going to be like, well, yeah, you know, it's a children's show. But you know, not all TV shows you'd look at and go, that's childish. Yeah, I guess like tweenies, yes, that kind of thing. It's very tweenies like. And then rewatching it today, it's amazing. It's actually really, I think this is like an absolute hidden gem. I don't understand why more people aren't referencing it, talking about it. I think it's one of my favorite ones we've watched so far, that episode with the ghost. Well, this was my very first introduction to it. So like I said, I recognized the song, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea what any of it was about. And I thought it was really good. But it reminded me of like the Mighty Boosh or like a sketch show type thing. And Horrible histories. Yeah, horrible histories. It had like featured music, poems, and it was all very like quite kooky, but without being too annoying about it. It wasn't cool. It was kooky, but it wasn't like, you know, with the likes of Horrible Histories, they knew they were good. They knew they're being a bit cool and a bit edgy. Whereas this show, I don't think they were trying at all to be cool or edgy. It was just, the writing is brilliant, I think. Yes, I'd agree. And I really liked, because we're writing a um, a kids TV show mm-hmm. as well. And I would have loved to have written this. I think that, you, exactly. you said that while watching I, yeah, it, didn't I, you? I've, out of all the TV shows we've been watching... I watched that one. I was like, I would have loved to have written this and this to be something I've created. It would look a lot more aesthetically pleasing if it, if I was on board, if I'm honest. So um, are you dissing Jim Henson? I don't like the Muppets though, do I? So How could you not like the Muppets? I don't know. I, I think lovely. it's because they were never part of my childhood. So I don't have any kind of nostalgic feelings towards them. Because I didn't realise it was Jim Henson. And I said that Moppetop looks like Kermit the Frog. He's got yeah. the same mouth. Yeah. And he's green. Yeah. Yeah, it's green. It was just so, so good. And I'm honestly, I'm so surprised that this isn't more referenced because it was. I think that's because of the title. Personally. I think the way it looks as well. I don't think people are going to look at it or if you kind of read the blurb, think, oh, you know, I bet that's really good. And it the, the is blurb. the blurb. <laughs> is that not what you call it? No, the synopsis. Oh, I'm thinking of a book, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. Um, oh, well, you know, get a read. Lots of top reading. Shop. <laughs> so the episode we watched. Well, before we go into that, I've got a little quiz for you, and you can play it at home as well if you like. If you, on. I mean, that's if anybody watched Top I, Shop. I don't remember but any episodes. But I, go I on. think a lot of people did watch it because it made 260 episodes is a lot. Yeah, that's it it's American, daily. isn't it? Though. No, it's not. So no, it's British. It was on CITV. It's British. So it's actually a British. Well, yeah, made... because obviously the actors were English as well, weren't they? All British. 
don't know, just sort of assumed. Well, yeah, but well, they're Reuters. Assumed when he said Sesame Street and Muppets. I was like, ah, oh, it's American. No, it's a, it's a co-production. Oh. Can you name the main characters? Go on. Oh, you just want me to name them off the top of my head? Yes. There's no clues. Well, one of them... Okay, the main character of the series. The show is named after him. Okay, Moppetop. Well done. Then you got, like, Fluffy Bird. What was the Moppetop's assistant? It's like Fluffy Bird, isn't it? Or... No. My clothes? Not a bird. It says it in the song. Duck. It's a duck. That is yep, a bird. It's a duck. That is a bird. It's a duck. No, duck's a bird, though, well, isn't it? If it was a bird, it's a bird. It's a, it's a duck. Okay, and it's fluffy duck. No. Floppy duck. No, it doesn't begin with F. What's Meg? Dog. Oh, oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Rescue duck? No. What is she? How old is she? Teenage duck. What? Are you actually <laughs> being serious? It's, what? What could she also be known as? Puppy duck. Yes, puppy duck. Puppy duck. Yep. And then there's a family of mice. Oh, you're. So I think we we'll have to abort this. Michael. Michael. <laughs> no. no. So is it mouse? Michael. Something mouse. It'll be like. Little Mouse. Well, that's close. Michael. <laughs> thinking of names that begin with M. Marvin. <laughs> Mildred. Moosey Mouse. Okay. Mighty Mouse. No. And then the others are named after, like, family values. What? Kindness? No. Sorry. Like, titles. Like, well, like Sister Mouse. Cut, what? Close. Mother Mouse. Brother Father Mouse. Father Mouse. Great Uncle, Mousy Million. I mean, this is stupid. This character wasn't in our episode, but uh, Claudia Bird. Right. I mean, how was I meant to get these? I don't understand. Lamont, who, a sloth who is a delivery man. Oh, that's quite cute. Odd Job Gerald. Oh, we had um, that mouse, Upside Down Mouse. Daisy, da- Upside Down Daisy. Odd Job Daisy. Is she in the list? I don't think it was a daisy. I don't think it's not here. Oh, I might have made that up. My survey says... Boom. Just because you can name all of iCarly's characters, Matt. (laughs) But anyway, so in the episode we watched, it was very lovely. To start off, all scared. So basically the premise is that he's got a shop, this like dragon thing. He's green. And each episode, a different character comes in and buys something from the shop or, yes. or he has to sells find them something, something to the shop or mm-hmm. exactly find them anything in the shop. Point of Moppetop's shop is it's kind of slightly magical in the sense that he can almost sell anything. It's kind of like Harrods in that way, but uh, smaller and weird. <laughs> well, you know, everyone used to say if you can't buy a Harrods, you can't buy it anywhere. Like it should, the concept of Harrods was you should be able to buy anything there and it's the same with mop top shop is you can buy anything there even if you can't see it can you, you buy can batteries it. there at harrods yeah you, yeah of course they could probably can you? especially in, like the toy department and stuff they'd have them like by the till what mr about, bean bought what them. about a protractor probably yeah well, i'm not sure about that yeah like a, a posh one but mop top does sell everything and yes. everything and it's and all he... in his drawers and his cupboards they're all like magical yes. and, you can... and he says even if you can't see it you need to ask him because he might have it somewhere or might be able to acquire it. Oh, there's a hardware shop, I think it's like Moppetop shop. Because whenever I go in there, I need like a specific screw or something. And I always think, like, they're never going to have this. These two old guys who run it. 
and I was saying, you're like, oh yeah, it's just over here, and I was like, oh my, it's is amazing. That, is that the one? Owen clap himself. They're pretty good there. They're really good. They did some extra holes in my belt for free. Is that no, one? not that. No, not that one. No, that's the cobblers you went in. Oh, yeah, it's not a hardware shop, is it? God, we're dating. We, we sound like we're 40. We go to the hardware shop. We go to oh, a cobbler's. Oh, God. Let's talk about TV shows again. <laughs> so in this episode, a ghost came in. So Puppy oh, Duck. And the effects on the ghost were amazing. I don't know how they did it. Because it wasn't CGI, but it was kind of faded, mm. but not. I, I thought it was really clever. So this um, ghost came in and... Puppy Duck is really frightened. She's like, oh, I've just seen a ghost. And the ghost comes in and Muffet Top's like, well, I've seen her. How can I help you? You know, what would you like today? And the ghost is like, well, I need a, I need a boo. And they're like, what? What do you mean? No, I need, I need a new boo. My, my boo, it doesn't work. Like, what do you mean? Is that all? No one's scared of my boo. And they all laugh. And then a fox comes in and goes, ah, 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 boo, boo. No, you can't say that because Basil Brush died this week. Oh, well, that was a yeah. memoriam. Rest in peace. Oh, Basil. Basil. Well, it's not as creator of Basil, but Basil. Basil tweeted about it, but isn't he is Basil, so it was quite confusing for me. We saw Basil Brush live, so. We did, yeah. When we, we went to see um, the last leg. Last leg recording. Basil was there. So they get them to be like, well, can we hear your boo then to see what's wrong with it? It was quite funny. Well, when I go boo... Everyone laughs. Well, it's not supposed to be funny when a ghost goes boo. Um, would you like to uh, try out your boo on us? Hmm. Oh, you mean you want me to go boo to you? Yes. Yes, it will help us help you. Oh, all right. But you promise you won't laugh? Promise. Pew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? He went pew. <laughs> it was, was it? quite was funny. It? It, wasn't, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny. No, but I remember thinking, I didn't expect it to be what they did. It was like, boop. 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 Boo. Was it bow? Boo. Boo. That was it. Boo. 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 It was a bit like that. And they're all like laughing at him. So then they think, ah, oh, and Moffat goes, oh, don't worry, I'll go into my drawer. But before that, the ghost sings a song. Oh yeah, he does. He, he, do, he does a like a theatrical number, and it's a, it's brilliant. It's oh, and really at one fun. point, Moppetop just opens a cupboard, and there's like an animal in it, a koala doing something oh, weird. Yeah. yeah, at the start, there's a koala bear. And he just opens this door. It reminds me of in the Mighty Boosh when he opens up a cupboard and Gary Newman's in it. What's the point if you can't go? Whatever ghostly things you do, it's not enough to shout out shoo. Ghosts are ghosts and ghosts go boo. What's the point if it sounds like mew? Ghosts like me are far and few. Ghosts are ghosts, what they all do is stand up straight and shout out and then I wanted more of this. It was only eight minutes and I genuinely was sad ready it's to... over. Yeah, I was sad it was over. So um, he then goes into his drawer and he finds a genuinely scary boo. So he gives it to the ghost and the ghost is really happy. He goes off and he's, oh, this is amazing. And it's genuinely, again, relatively frightening. The boo that they give it, it's a proper bellowing boo. <sighs> it's good. It's a good boo. So they did... He succeeded. Muppetop. He's not a lie. He's not a. He's not a scam artist. Is that what ghosts do, though? What? 
boo. No, they don't wait. do that. I always think they go. Well, that was quite good, Matt. Thanks. Um, but they don't go boo. <laughs> no, I've not met like, one. It's not as if you. What's it when you've got a um, hiccups? It's the, that's what. That's not the purpose of ghosts. Just if you've got a hiccup, they're boo. That's not what ghosts do. They go. Ooh. I think they gave him more of like one of those sort of boos. Uh, I'm, I'm taking issue with the boo. I, I'm not sure if ghosts boo. No, Let us it, know no if but that noise boo. you did because it was like a boo. No, but I didn't say B. I went. Ooh. Well, you should be. You should be putting a B at the front of it. You're just saying it wrong. I think it's a W. Well, it's not woo, is it? <laughs> <laughs> They're actually cheerleaders. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Remember this question mark at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Boo or woo. And then it cuts to this other weird segment where there's like, there's a baby mouse that's crying. <laughs> but it's not explained why. Oh, it's crying because of the, the scary boo. Oh, yes, it got scared. And then another mouse goes, oh, I've got an idea. So it goes and gets the funny boo, gives it to the mouse. So then instead of crying, it makes a funny boo noise. I think somewhere in the like late 80s, 90s, a survey was done on kids' favourite animals because mice, and they're in loads of things that we've watched, like little rodents, they're, they're in everything. Um, a YouTuber called, oh, what's her name? Connie Glynn. Connie Glynn. Sorry, it's because she used to be called Nudarella. How did I know that? How did I know you were going to talk Wait, about it's Connie. Her? No, I'm thinking of Jess Glynn. It is yeah, Connie Jess, Glynn, yeah. Jess Glynn's getting, a singer. That's why I was getting confused. She did a really good YouTube video all about her favourite um, TV and film rodents. Oh, yeah, the rats. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. I'm thinking, this is niche. I like, if you, you, you should watch Connie Glynn, actually. She has got a really good channel, and she does all about, like, um, Studio Ghibli and things like that. Well, yeah, if you like this podcast, she talks about, like, Barbie films and all that stuff. She's also, with Moomins. big news, uh, Studio Ghibli films are coming to Netflix very soon, guys. So if you've never seen one, uh, start with Spirited Away and just enjoy yourself. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, Spirited they Away is the main fantastic. one, so... Kids' films. And also... Um, um, Ponyo's my favourite. People don't talk about Ponyo very much. And obviously, it's, it's probably better and more authentic to watch it with the original language and then the well, not British necessarily, subtitles. But they've dubbed them and they've got some like quite Kate big actors. Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon. They've got huge ones. Um, but going back to the episode, so that was a weird segment. So there's a little baby mouse going like, boom! Or whatever the noise was. And then it takes a little boo back and puts it back in the drawer. Because apparently it's like reusable. It's very sustainable, this boo. It can go from one to another and they all just share it. Yeah. And then another character comes in and it's a monster. To be fair, I thought it was quite scary, the monster. They did it well. Yeah, it was, uh, it looked like a rubbish monster. as in like um, made of rubbish. Yeah. He wanted to be a comedian. So they gave him, they had an idea and they're like, well, we can give him the funny boo. So they gave that to him. And then a that, little... That became his catchphrase. That was his catchphrase. And then this clock went, which is obviously what it does at the end of every episode. All of a sudden, this clock like makes noise and it spins. I'm like, oh, the big clock. And that signifies it's the end of the day and time to close shop. So would I lie to you, isn't it? I mean, I'd love to work in a shop for eight minutes and that'd be my job. <laughs> that'd be great. Two customers, eight minutes. Oh, but Muppetop, you know, 100% success rate. He sold something to both of them. He did. Don't exchange any money, though. There's no, like, oh... But they swapped. It was like a swap shop, really. It should have been called swap shop because it was. Oh, and I'm it, taking that works, your boo. Swap shop. Yeah, he gave him the the old boo. And what's it called? Boo. Just mop a top. I think it's just called mop a top shop. Oh, shop! I was going to say mop a top swap shop. Sounds amazing. But honestly, I genuinely ten out of ten this episode for me. Oh wow! I know I'm not describing it very well. 
Well, it's very simple in that way. It, it, it's not a lot going on, but it, it's just it's executed really, really well. And like it all makes sense. It's like, like in a boutique in that mighty beach. Yes, it is. Like the voice oh. acting's like really good. The writing's really good. The puppets are obviously amazing. Like there's not a lot wrong here at all. And it doesn't even feel that dated, to be honest. But going back to how it links to my uh, careers. Yes. So my past role, it's in the same company I am in now. I was a retail specialist where members could basically email or ring us with anything they want. We'd try and find it for them. Doesn't matter how weird it is. I'm not going to list them all because well, I, I think... do still work for the company. I think kind of, and also I did work in Harvey Nichols for a while as well and an interior design shop. So I think I definitely... A lot of retail. A lot of retail. So I think watching someone in a shop just serving customers as their main concept, I'm like, I'm so on board for this. Also, it's quite nice to watch a kids TV show that's all about a job. Yeah, that's true. And seeing them not in a home. Not and in they're a, enjoying it. Yeah, they're in an act. It's a workplace. Because most things when you watch uh, jobs in like kids shows, they always hate it and they're bored and they want to go home. That does, that's a really good point, Jim, actually. You've was, just brought, yeah. you've stumbled on a really good point there. It was nice seeing it as a workplace being the main focus. Yeah. And also their job is, it's the settings, the workplace, the concept is their job. And then the characters are the different customers you meet. And I think obviously, you know, customers are so different each and every day and you never know who you're going to speak to next. I think it is such a good premise because it doesn't need to be the same. I think maybe this episode, it might have been done around Halloween time, I imagine, which is why I was like, there's going to be a ghost and a monster in this mm, one. That's true. And I think it's such a kind of really simple concept, but so, so effective. Well, yeah, because it's got a built-in story arc. Well, like story machine almost, really. Yeah. So you're you're spot on. What do you think? really enjoyed it i mean i know that's the boring answer but it's really really good i would recommend watching it on youtube if what, you haven't was it what you thought it would be yeah but I, it's called mopper top shop like, <laughs> i had no idea what to expect like what would what you think what did you think at home if you had never heard of this what were you thinking it was going to be about because i had well, no, no idea be about, but like did you think were you because i was very ple- i couldn't remember the episode I, I was so ex- I was when i realized jim henson was in it or do you know producing it i was excited yeah and it lived up to that expectation, I would say. So I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. I think I might have to go down to 8 because it is very garish to look at. Oh. They could have made the shop look a bit prettier. It's not like a trinket shop. You know, like the little shops you get down, you know, Whitstable and places like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like a curious, curiosity, curiosity shop. shop. They've made, they just, they, it doesn't look that nice. It looks like a kitchen. It didn't look like a shop to me. No. But... Go and watch it. It's on YouTube. We watched episodes six and seven. That's also a cue, Matt, to go and find the music from them. And then in episode seven, uh, we'll just talk about that very, very briefly. Uh, it has quite a cool concept where they install an upside down button. Where when you press it, they all go upside down and the button gets stuck. What I loved most about that episode was the character who brought in the upside down button didn't want to be paid in money, wanted to be paid in poems and then a song. It's cute. It was very cute. And she had a lovely, oh, lovely little voice like this. Like, yeah, Beatrix oh, Potter voice like that. Pay, pay me in a poem. Oh, I'll just a little poem, please. Oh, I'm, I'm, do, I'm so pleased you like the button. Oh, here comes another customer. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, good morning. This is Muppetop's shop, is it not? It is, and I am Muppetop. 
Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. I'm Upsy Daisy. <laughs> Actually, the um, the main guy, the uh, Moppetop main guy, Moppetop, he's uh, he's a bit like, oh, hello, how you doing? You right? I mean, that oh, accent. Welcome was, to that's, my that's show. Like, that's like a Jamaican and a northern accent. In no, one, it's <laughs> not. no, it's not. This is a bit northern and I own a shop. Come on in. How you doing? Again, that's a Jamaican northern <laughs> it's accent. Not. <laughs> yeah, but his voice, I remember thinking it wasn't. Well, it's weird because the song and the theme tune is all like American and like, ma ba da yeah. And he's like, oh, hello, guys. And it's just very English. He, well, no, I think he does that even like, like I don't know. Like, he's very just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't do much acting. It's not like he doesn't stretch his voice to make it all like, you know, like when you watch like the tweenies, it's like, and I'm Jake. And it's all like really stretching their voices. His was just like. Yeah, he doesn't emote. His was just like, oh, what's the time? <laughs> yeah, like there's not a lot of kind of acting going on. So for the second half of this episode, this is one that's definitely falls into the guilty pleasure category. It's iCarly. And be so wonderful. Live life, breathe it. I know someday I'm gonna get there. And be so wonderful. I'm cringing so much. <laughs> for some background. Matt absolutely loves iCarly. No, I don't. <laughs> and he was far too old. And I was like, did you never watch it? I was at like the cinema, like with my friends, like watching films. I wasn't watching iCarly at home. I always used to say I wasn't too old, but I knew tonight I was too old. because I was watching it through my fingers. I was cringing so much because I knew how old I was you when like I was 14. watching it. 16. No, you weren't. It came out in 2007. That's awful. I watched that pilot when I was <laughs> 16. Yeah, 16. That's the same and age. And onwards, because we watched it for years. So that's the same age I was when I started dating Honestly, you. I think I stopped watching it when we started dating. Genuinely. I, I'm not, I, that scares me. Me and my brother, once we were in America and we were like in Orlando going to, I think, like Crazy Off or something. And I faked an illness so we had to go back and watch a special episode of iCarly because it was like a feature length one. And my brother was in on the plan as well. That's terrible. I, I know. What was the feature episode? What was so good about it? What happened? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, this was my first experience of iCarly. But I think you need to introduce it first because for those of you who maybe don't know what iCarly is, she was the original YouTuber. iCarly is an American teen sitcom created by Dan Schneider that ran on Nickelodeon from September 8, 2007 until November 23, 2012. The series stars Miranda Cosgrove, Jeanette McCurdy, Nathan Kress and Jerry Trainer, and tells the story of Carly Shay, a teenager who creates her own web show called iCarly with her best friends Sam Puckett and Freddie Benson in the attic of her apartment loft with her older brother Spencer Shay. And the trio must deal with their newfound fame while also dealing with adolescence. It was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Programme five times. The series finale, I Goodbye, aired, oh, that's an awful name, aired on November 23rd, 2012. Although the show received mixed reviews from critics, it became popular with audiences. The most watched episodes was I Saved Your Life, which aired January 18th, 2010 to 11.2 million viewers. 
This is the second most viewed telecast in the Nickelodeon history. So Gemma, what did you think of iCarly? I mean, it's not great. Unfabulous and Zoe 101 and Lizzie McGuire are all far better. This is the, it's fun. It's a fun I didn't sitcom. hate it. I didn't hate it. And it's a very, it broke new ground. Considering it came out in 2007, YouTube had only been run for two years. Yeah. And they created like essentially YouTubers. They were doing a weekly show and they had fans and people watching. Although I guess they were live streaming, so you could say it's a bit more Twitch. But they were trailblazers. The concept is good. Again, I quite like the idea that this concept is kind of like a job for them. And it's showing them enjoying work and doing a, you know, a specific thing for a living or for a hobby rather than kind of, you know, in Lizzie McGuire and Unfabulous and Zoe 101, it is kind of that whole concept of school. They go to school. It's just school life. So I do like how they kind of added a USP with the whole concept of the internet. And I really like, because obviously having worked within YouTube for a couple of years, it was interesting to see what the content was. And in this pilot episode, it is what you known YouTube for originally, when it was like, you know, cool, talented people doing funny, weird, quirky things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happens here. And yeah, I just think... Like I said, it's just really well done in that respect. The actual like mechanics of the episode and the way this, the show works it, it is a bit cringy and a little bit dated, isn't it? Yeah. I you well, know, like as soon as she came on screen, Miranda Cosgrove, you just hear the crowd go, Ooh, and I was like, oh God. And especially because <laughs> it's the first episode is a bit like no one would woo. Like it's the first episode. We don't know her. I only know her from school. So I only know Miranda Cosgrove really from School of Rock. Drake and Josh. I don't watch Drake and Josh. So what? Is that a thing from it? Or was that you just making a noise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just know her as being the annoying one from School of Rock. Do you remember that TV show where Gene Simmons would go to schools and like turn yeah, into a I rock do. star? Yeah, I do. And the, the, the sad guy Little committed Chris. suicide. Little yeah, Chris, that was in the yeah. second series. He was really good, wasn't he? Chris was really, really good. And then the first series, I went to a really posh school and there was a guy who spoke... Lord of the Rings language. Elfin? Elfish? Elvish. And he got really badly bullied and then Gene Simmons made him a rock star. That was a good show. But yeah, so some of those elements were a little bit cringe. Um, the acting is really, really bad. It's, I mean, no, no, it's not... It's not bad. It's just it's it's shouty. Not, well, yeah, it said to Matt, like five minutes in being... They've just been told to sh- sh- shouting lines. It does not mean does not mean you have a character or but that's not Do you not know acting. why I think they're shouting? And I bet they don't in f- future series. It'll be because it's a pilot episode. They're filming in front of a live audience. They're kids. So they've probably been told, you know, make sure that the last person, Speak the last row. loud and clear exactly. for all those to hear. But shouting, just shouting a line. And the thing is, when they're literally shouting jokes at you, it's, it, it, it is, is a bit much. It is, they are literally shouting. And it, it is just like, you know, shouting words does not give you character. That is not a character trait. Because you guys were being funny. Well, you shouldn't have put us online without our permission. I didn't. I edited you guys out before I uploaded the auditions. No, you did the opposite of that. What? There's no way I... Uh Uh-oh. The boy was good, though. I thought he was really good. 
Really? I don't think any of the characters were that good. He was also wearing a shirt I owned. From Abercrombie & From Abercrombie & Fitch <laughs> in that period. It oh, was gosh. blue and it had white stripes. So happy I didn't know you then. Oh, that's mean. When you're watching iCarly. Oh, God. I was always destined to be the camera person. Yeah. Never Carly. Oh, she was quite annoying, to be fair. They were all pretty annoying. There's a line, I wouldn't be friends with any of them. I, I thought there was a line that was funny, considering obviously she's an actress and at the time was famous from the film and Drake and Josh. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle being famous. And she almost like, almost winked at the camera type oh. thing. And I was just like, oh, it's so smug. <laughs> well done. I just feel like... The concept is really, really good. But I think when it's up against the likes of Hannah Montana. It was a lot more childish, I guess. Although they do talk about uh, love in this and affections. Like he fancies her. Oh, but it's horrible. I re- it will, I'm going to go really deep now. I hope you're ready for this. So kind of he is he lives opposite her. And it was like, oh, were you looking through the peephole waiting for me to get home? And it's like really creepy and stalkerish. And... There's a um, new, it's been announced today, the day we're recording this, there's a lot more kind of um, laws coming in against stalkers and how we're often told to perceive actually kind of stalking as flattery, especially from kind of love interests. Don't ruin iCarly. Um, Don't and, do it. Um, like, um, obviously that's what happened to Nicola Roberts from Girls Aloud. She's been battling a case for like many years against an ex-boyfriend. Don't do it. And um, I just thought it was very interesting after reading a few articles today and actually very recently, especially like with like, you know, Love Actually, how that scene's kind of been ruined. The Kira Knightley scene when the guy's like reading well, those signs Because she's like 16. And not because she's six. Also and she's going to be married and... A 40 year old is coming on to her yes not just that though but obviously oh, not how he did it when he was like filming her at the wedding video and then it's like oh it's just me like that's really creepy and it's not like oh he, he really likes me it's like no that's weird yeah i Don't agree do that no but in it the actually it's weird because it's not even that he's filming her but he's then sat and edited it together and well that's what the guy did the guy in the show right whatever his name Freddie. is Freddie, Freddie filmed them without their acknowledge and put it on the internet yeah, yeah. That is what happened. Yes, That's it how is. it starts. Well, I mean, so it's thanks to him that iCarly's even a thing because he knew they were talented and he got that out there for the world to see. It's creepy. Wouldn't get and made he, today. To be fair, I mean, I'm joking. He is portrayed as being creepiness and he's meant to be funny. It's meant to be funny that he's so in love with her and he keeps saying like, do you want to dance with me? And they're at a party and it'd be like, oh, do you want to just go back to mine and kiss? And I was like, oh, it's- Oh, so he looks so young. She looks so young. It's bit. Yeah, no, no, but I, but I was thinking that. But you have to remember when you're thirteen, fourteen, there isn't enough content for you like that. And you, you know, used to love Angus Fong's and Perfect Snogging and things like that. But I swear they don't look that young in it. Did you know? I don't think Miranda Cosgrove looked that young. You know the actress. I I thought Freddie looked about ten. I've got a fact for you. I think I've already told him a fact. Oh well. Um, the actress who um, plays the main character, oh my God, I can't remember her name. Georgia? Yeah, I think it's Georgia in Angus Thongs is going out with Rupert Grint in real life, Ron Weasley. They've been out for like years. Am I meant to be, is that meant to do something that, to me? Is yeah, that, I just think that's really cool. I've never seen Angus Thongs in Perfect Snogging. I saw, have you not? Yes, you have. I haven't. Didn't you have to watch her school for like media studies or no. something? We'll watch that. It's actually very good. And also... The one who plays her friend in it, I can't remember her name. I saw her on a tube and we smiled. So, we're friends. Oh, God. <laughs> She's in Poldark now. 
It's quite a big deal. She's on the tube. Can we talk about iCarly? Uh, I'm just trying to talk about, I'm just trying to avoid talking about iCarly at all costs. In this episode, basically, Carly is in the principal's office and it's because she's made a, and it's not called Photoshop, they call it PhotoDoc. There's a lot of like, she's what, what do they call Facebook, <laughs> but not Facebook? Uh, Smash Face or something like that. That sounds hot. That sounds dodgy. Oh, actually, I've got it here. Sorry, it's not Smash Face. It's... Um... Face Smash. Wait, I can't talk. Face, face Smash. <laughs> Splash Face. Oh, that doesn't sound right, does it? So something, because they have a, a lot... They, the iCarly website You're struggling, actually you? exists. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink either. I just, it's this uh, tonic water. But they got many fictional websites such as zaplook.com, splashface.com, toonjuice. Why do these all sound really Sexual. dodgy? Craigsmix.com, neverlessity.com, girlcow.com. Girlcow? Webflix.com. Is that on Netflix? Don't you think it's weird how Netflix started? Like, you know, Love Film. They used to send you DVDs to watch. Yeah. Anyway. Radiodingo.com. They all sound horrific. Pillowmyhead.com. Pillowmyhead. <laughs> Pillowmyhead. Aggressiveparenting.com. Sampuckett.com. TheValerieShow.com. Sendmeasnack.com. Beavercoon.org. What? <laughs> I don't know. Beavcoon. Beef coon. It says beef coon. Beef or beef? Beef coon, maybe. Wait, how are you spelling this? B E A V E C O O N. I was reading it as beef as in the meat. Neverwatchicarly.com. Isnarly.com. Sprayyourchildren.com. Spray your children. Spray your ch- no, there's not one called yeah, Spray I Your Children. Spray 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 your children.com. Right. What's wrong with my body.com. And then the other website they mentioned on the show, if you click on it, it redirects to the iCarly website, which had like, um, you know, promotional material and extra vlogs and things like that with the cast. I mean, they all just sounded horrific. So she's in the principal's office because she has photoshopped the a teacher onto a rhinoceros. Oh my, what's she like? Oh. And, and the principal can't stop laughing. He finds it very funny. And she... Punishes her, the teacher, by saying, right, you're going to film the auditions on a Saturday for the talent show. So she doesn't have to do it. The teacher can have a nice Saturday at home. Exactly. So Carly leaves and she's all flustered and annoyed because it was actually her best friend, Sam, who did the the photo docking. And they have a bit like bants at the locker room. And it's like, oh. It was, I don't really like Sam as a character. Does she get better? She's funny. She's the funny one. Does she get better as time goes on? Yeah, she does. They... Their friendship's really lovely as it gets. And it's weird because as she gets older and she becomes more interested in boys and becomes pretty. Well, this is what they say in the show. It's not me saying it, but it becomes like, you know. I Carly or her friend. No, her friend Sam. Then it's a bit weird because it's like, ooh, I Carly's going to be the pretty one. Does it? But they're friends. Do they make that a thing? Yeah, they do a little bit. Like they can't, they can't, they can't both be pretty. No, not that, but it's like Sam's meant to be the funny, like, kooky one, and then she stops doing that for a bit. That's like an episode, or have you just, are you, is this just no, you I making stuff up? No, I'm not making Are you, are you just saying, like, oh yeah, and then it's weird, because then all of a sudden no. she was the prettier one, and I don't know how to deal with that as a viewer watching this TV show when I was 16. That is, isn't it? No, of course it's not. Uh, and it's really funny, because Freddie, as he gets older, you see him, like, properly turn into a man. 
because he starts off like his, his voice is all high and lovely. And he, by the end of it, he's like, hey, Curly. Was he actually? Yeah, he's got like a deep voice. <laughs> and uh, what really threw me and made me feel really old, so I always used to think her older brother was like, oh, like 40. I used to think he was really old. <laughs> he's 26. <laughs> I'm two years older than him. He's my age. I hated that. When he said that, I wanted to turn it off. I was like, that's a disgrace. You thought he was 40. Also, he's such a layabout. It really annoys me. Right he's got this like three floor flat and he does nothing he but makes, makes crap, out, yeah. crap sculptures. Talk about privilege. Right before he came on screen there, you're like, oh, you'll fancy him. I thought he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was cool. He's not at all. I thought he was going to be like um, Nick in my family. Oh, yeah. He was actually quite a good character, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, um, they end up filming the talent show. And then as Gemma described earlier, Freddie films them. And they're like doing a bit of gossip about the teacher and says she's got pointy nipples. Pointy boobs. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the big difference. It's the same thing, but I guess you couldn't say nipples in a kid's show, could you? <laughs> they can't talk about someone's pointy nipples on a kid's TV show on Nickelodeon, no. So it goes online. Boob shaming, though. It, it is boob shaming. And it gets loads and loads of hits compared to... So the other ones are getting no hits at all, but they get everything. Everyone's like, oh, my God, guys, you're so funny. Oh, you're so hot, Carly. Yeah, they do say that. Stupid. And they go back to the teacher and say, look, here's the ones we think you should do. Because there's a, a girl playing the trombone, the trumpet, yeah. while she's on a pogo stick. That's quite cool, to be fair. Yeah, so they, they, they say that and turns out the teacher did watch their video. So they get grounded in like detention and whatever. Um, and the biggest annoying thing is their picks aren't chosen. So their Saturday was completely wasted doing it. But maybe not, because Carly and Sam and Freddie decide, right, let's do our own thing. Let's make a web show. It's very narcissistic, the, the title of it, because Sam even says to begin with, and, you know, don't call it after me or anything. I'll, I'll just turn up and do my thing. And I was like, oh, OK, sidekick. Oh, too fair. That's what I said about this. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but this isn't called the Matt Bentley Viney show, is it? No. Yeah, they call it iCarly. I don't even get where the I comes. Is no, because it's be like that's going to be Sam. It was a uh, I'm Carly and I am Sam. No, it, no, it doesn't. Work it, no, like they did. They worded it like that. Swear, honestly, I swear. No, they were like doing a little joke about it, but that's not why it's called that. Oh, that, that was just their like intro. Out there. Come on, you got to keep up the the banter. It's, it's <laughs> well, flying just, everywhere. The banter was just so good. I didn't understand it. Well, it's a very complex level of banter. I'm afraid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they call it iCarly and they get 37,000 hits. They do a live stream and they get all their favorite um, like oddities on. There's a guy who can put milk in his nostrils and then spray out his eyes. Oh, and he horrible. does it. it was I didn't think they were going to show it. And they, they did. did. They went there. Uh, the, the girl with the, the pogo stick and the trumpets back. And I was like, oh, I've already seen that now. So. No, but it was nice because then it was like, oh... It rounds up the show, doesn't it? It kind of does the purpose. That's how it ends. And there was a fun bit where uh, there's a guy who can say anything backwards and obviously they just do it in editing in the post. Oh, is that how they do it? Of course it is. (laughs) I didn't know. Did you not realise that he did like a really long sentence? I thought it was just really good. Oh, Gemma. (laughs) That was the best bit of the show for me and you've ruined it. 
And then to celebrate, the brother says, let's have a party. Oh, we should have said. So the reason that Carly lives with her brother, who is the caregiver, parent, whatever, is um, their dad is on a submarine in, in Europe, in the Navy, in Europe. But, but the brother says, well, it has to be like a random party. Like a really cool like, party. You're sad. You're like, 26. He's, what he's are you doing? He's making like these shit sculptures hanging around with like 14 year olds. And then Carly's like. Get a life. Weird hat party. And then there's a party and they're they, all just. But when she says that, the brother goes, oh, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, God. And then it cuts to this really bad party. And they're all just wearing stupid hats. But they're starting to see the effects of fame already because some of the girls are like, oh, can I have your autograph? And then two hot guys come over and say, hey, you're hot. You want to dance? Literally says that word for word. You're hot. You want to dance? And they go, Cause, okay. Because that's how boys are supposed to speak to girls, apparently. And then they dance really badly. The end. But I think we're always a bit harsher on live action stuff because... You know, it it dates, doesn't it? They're little kids. Oh, the outfits. The outfits. Are so bad. And it is just, it's one of those shows where everyone's shouting, everyone's trying to be like kooky and funny. And we should say the creator of this also did uh, Drake and Josh. So he obviously knows what he's doing. And it's a, it's a good show. Like if, you, if you stick with it, I genuinely quite enjoyed it. The concept is really, really good. I feel like I would like us to rewatch Lizzie McGuire because in my head, Lizzie McGuire was incredibly likable and incredibly relatable. And I feel like as a, because I never, I mean, I didn't watch iCarly because I was too old for it. Um, but I didn't relate. And even when I rewatched Unfabulous, I was like, yeah, I can see how I related to this a little bit. You know, they were kind of always a slightly in-betweeners. They weren't the super cool kids, but they were never like the really super geeky ones. They were the in-between ones. And it was kind of them going through kind of female kind of teenage struggles. Whereas I don't, I look at iCarly and her friend and I just sort of think I can actually tell it was a guy who created this 100% and it came from kind of Drake and Josh because the for it to be the pilot, it was very much about the concept rather than the characters. And it was very much like her friend Sam was like, I'm a bully, oh, I'm rebel. And you just sort of think, right, okay, I meant to like you, but you beat up people. I'm conflicted. And then iCarly is there, who's making fun of her teachers. Yeah, making she's like fun, Miss Perfect. Making she? fun of the students trying to do cool things and then being like, you know what, guys? I'm just going to do my own web show and be really super popular. And it's a bit like, because, you know, someone's called me hot on the internet. So I just think I'm a hot shot now. And I just sort of thought, right. I don't, I don't like and, you. And he's a creep, Freddie. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then she's got a stalker, them. creepy <laughs> neighbor who films them, um, who's like a peeping Tom and <laughs> films people without their consent. So as like some watching this for the first time and kind of comparing it to kind of Unfabulous, Zoe 101, Lizzie McGuire, I just found the kind of characters, I struggled with them. Obviously, it is only a pilot. And I think we should definitely kind of watch the pilots fight like Lizzie McGuire and everything. But even I think the concept's amazing. I did kind of struggle with the characters. Obviously, when the show kind of the series goes on, obviously they kind of get to explore the complexities of them a lot. But I think as a kind of female viewer, I would not have been friends with them as teenagers. And I don't like, I think it's we're a lot better now in especially growing up, especially with like TV um, movies such as Mean Girls, we used to kind of promote bitchiness. Like if you're a bitch, you're cool. If you're a bitch, mm. you're popular. So then I definitely saw it at school. Girls would then purposely be mean 
thinking that made them cool and popular when it really shouldn't work like that. So I think to have kind of a character who is quite mean, who is, she is mean. She, what, she's, she's, she doesn't seem to be that very nice. I think the thing that should have been explored more, and I know this from Marcus's experience, but when you're, and especially her, which 2007, let's say Carly's doing it in 2007, you're not treated like that. You're like, it's a secret almost. Yeah. So you you have this own little community online and it's all your like your buddies and mm. stuff and you've created these fans, which is all you know amazing. That's really fun and nice. But at school, you would not talk about it because it wouldn't be a thing. Do you know and what I mean? I think that in itself kind of, they could also, you know, maybe they couldn't do it because of like the concept of Hannah Montana at the time. They didn't want to be too similar. And that'd be such, such a cool program since like, you know, when people have like that secret life after school, but it's all on the internet. And then an episode, you know, when all of a sudden they find out at school. Well, that was the unbelievable part for me. It wasn't the live show or anything like that. I think that could happen, but it was the fact that they literally had a big party to celebrate it all. And it's like, no, I don't think you'd be that outward about it. It wasn't normalized like it is now. Yeah. Now everyone's filming everything and everything has to go online. Well, I think a lot of people talk about um, kind of the OG YouTubers and how the original YouTube, because I've been watching YouTube on a very, very regular basis, like a daily basis, I dare say, um, since 2010. I've been watching YouTube. I've been watching YouTubers subscribing and kind of following their lives since 2010. And um, well, I remember not even telling people that I was watching YouTube because it seemed incredibly bizarre. That, like, well, what, I used what? to find it odd that you would watch people opening presents. Like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, it's just this girl she's called Tanya she's going to the shops today I remember feeling embarrassed I even watched it let alone if someone was creating it and the old kind of school YouTubers were introverts mm. that's why they were on YouTube not because they were super confident in the popular kids and were like yeah you know I just think I'd be so good on YouTube and so good on social media it was actually the introverts who weren't really that satisfied at school so they had to create this kind of world and it was quite a geeky thing to do because you need to be really kind of tech savvy to do oh, it yeah yeah so you have to be slightly geeky and tech savvy slightly kind of introverted because you aren't out with your friends after school instead you are creating youtube videos on it, your own in your bedroom or something in your bedroom yeah, exactly. and uploading them and talking to people online rather than face to face and i think you could tell that you can tell actually the kind of original youtubers from the new wave of youtubers who are the absolute polar opposite of that and I think, you know, they did miss a trick with that because I think it's so lovely to kind of celebrate that, yes, you might feel quite introverted and shy in person, but then online you can be this really kind of cool, funny person. Exactly. I mean, this isn't low expectations, but it went from being like, Dan is so cool, like to Jake Paul and Logan Paul. It, it went from the, the geeky, nerdy kid in the classroom who didn't really talk a lot being the YouTube star yeah. to the kind of bully jocks. Yeah, it went Yeah, it, it went, went from, from that. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, going back to iCarly, I think it's a really fun show. It's worth watching and they have some really good moments. This pilot, I would rate like six out of ten, if I'm being honest. What did you like about it so much when you were growing up? What did you and Geordie like about it? Also, your Miranda Cosgrove's age difference isn't that big, just in case people are listening to this and thinking that's incredibly creepy. No, it's not. I No, it's exactly. Like two years? Yeah, I'm like a year older than her. She's like yeah. 27 now. So it's like, she's older than me, so. 
Just in case someone is listening to this and being like, that is really weird. Well, Miranda might be listening and be like, oh God, those, those, these creeps on the okay. internet. She probably stopped listening when we slagged off her acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think we watched it because we really like, Sam's funny. Like, as they get, honestly, as the series progresses, their friendship's really good and very fun. And Freddie comes into his own as well because he does, he kind of owns the weirdness he has in a way. Like, and he's almost the one keeping it together. He's like their manager, or yeah. was their producer. And I don't know, I just think it, it was interesting. It was different from anything else that was on. Did you ever watch it thinking you'd want to do that? Because obviously that is what you ended up doing. No, never. But the thing is, I wasn't looking at it being like, oh, because I'm not a very like technical person when it comes to cameras and things. I wasn't, oh yeah, I'll be Freddie doing that. And there's no way I'm a, I'm a Carly type person where you know, throw me in front of a camera, I just, like, freeze up a bit. It's just a natural thing, isn't it? Mm, I don't think you freeze up in the camera. I think you're all right. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, all right doesn't cut <laughs> it in the uh, YouTube industry. But uh, no, so, yeah, I never saw myself as easy, either of those things, really. But, you know, I'm really happy I had the YouTube experience. It was really cool. It's an amazing community. And... Yeah, I think iCarly does quite a good job of uh, portraying it. So, good job to them. Well done, Miranda. And I think that's where we're going to leave it this week for Remember This. And you can contact us about anything we've spoken about in the show or just with general recommendations for what you'd like us to talk about in future at rememberthisquestionmark at gmail.com. And the most important thing, if you could please rate this podcast if you haven't already, on apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate that that's remember this on apple podcasts and that just really helps us because it gets us out to like a different algorithm blah 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 but to be fair even if you're listening to this thank you thanks for sticking with it and uh yeah you will hear from us next week Gemma, do you have anything you want to add not really just yeah please do contact us on um, instagram twitter or at remember this question mark at gmail.com that's question mark is in the word because um if you've kind of listened to our past season, you know that we do often read out emails, but because we've been a bit slow on getting the second season started, we haven't had any to read. So um, please do email us because we really like hearing your guys' suggestions and shows, TV shows, movies, toys, games, anything you'd like us to talk about. I'd like to do the movement soon. See you next week, guys. Have a good week. Hope you have a lovely week, guys. Bye.